podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the latest edition of First Down Snapcast. I'm your host, Richard Butler, and joining me tonight is Ian Davis. And tonight's show guest, we've got representing the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Patterson, Chicago Bears, it's Claire the Bear, Claire Ball. Detroit the Bears. Lions, the Bears. <laughs> we've got Steve Collins representing Detroit Lions. Yeah. And we've got show host, show guest, Charles representing the Packers. How's everyone doing? Well, I'm not really representing the Packers because I don't actually know anything. <laughs> well, a lot of people might say that about Packers fans in this chat. <laughs> yeah, 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 bring it on, baby. <laughs> uh, obviously, you're all fans of the relevant people and all involved. Like, so Steve's part of a Detroit Lions podcast. Adrian's very vocal around the Vikings in our group. He's more vocal about the Cowboys than the Vikings, well, yeah. to be fair. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me abuse every week. <laughs> and obviously we've got Claire, obviously, resident giveaway, HQ, prize giver, NFL super fan from Twitter. Yeah, just 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 an idiot that likes to share her love and passion for the sport with other people. <laughs> yeah, we, Way too much Bears merchandise, but if someone's got to have it, someone's got to have it. <laughs> and I will have all of it. Send it now. Here's my PO box address. Send it to my it, They often do buy one, get one free on, on it. So that's why she's got so much of it. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that with Detroit fans, though, can you? <laughs> oh, <no blame. laughs> uh, it is definitely. Adrian's keeping quiet for the moment. I'm sure it's yeah, going to be in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so just thought we'd have a quick recap over last season. So Green Bay obviously won the division. Chicago went eight and eight. Vikings seven nine. Detroit. Steve obviously finished five and eleven. A lot of Detroit fans are probably happy because they've got the head coach change. Hopefully, he's going to start bringing the new change over in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I cover um, the NFC North for the website NFL Scotland as well. Um, I kind of write a weekly column, um, so I, I do tend to take a bit of an overview of all the teams. And I think the thing that's most frustrating for the NFC North is I think the Packers have now won it seven out of the last 10 seasons. Um, and I think at the start of the last season, there was a sort of general optimism that the gap might be closing. But when you look at the league final league table and they're 13 and three, and I think the Bears were next nearest at eight and eight, no one really kind of like closed the gap on them. And I think for Detroit fans, the big, big win from last year was getting rid of the whole Quintricia empire, which has been absolutely rotten three years. So um, we have to thank the Houston Texans for absolutely dismembering us on Thanksgiving and putting the final nail in, in uh, Matt Patricia's coffin. And I, th- I think that was the highlight for a lot of Lions fans. Yeah. Um, it never really worked, did it, the project? We're getting Patricia there. It didn't really seem to go where they wanted it. Well, it was what I called the pound shop Patriots. Um, and, you know, that's what he didn't seem to have any personality. Kind of 
I'm a Man United fan, and it, it was all very much Moyes after Ferguson. You know, rather than coming in and, you know, sort of having his own character and his, his own sort of style, he, he just tried to kind of emulate his success. And you're never going never gonna to do that. Um, obviously, he, you know, Patricia just tried to be a kind of like mini Belichick. But, you know, that's a big ask for, for, for anyone. I think the most frustrating thing for Lions fans was that Patricia was sold as this defensive genius that had made the, the Patriots into this incredible defensive force. And our defense has been garbage for three years, like absolutely stinking. Um, so, you know, to, to finally get rid of it, I think is, is a massive plus for Detroit. Definitely. And, and I say I'm a Patriots fan and yes, he did wonders, but it wasn't just him who was calling all the defensive players because obviously Belichick has the final say in New England, no matter what player comes up. Um, Adrian, obviously Vikings probably gone backwards last two years, potentially. <coughs> finishing yeah, seven definitely. and nine. Kirk won, a yeah. Monday night, Kirk won a Monday night game, though, so that's definitely a plus. That is a plus, yeah, but I still think the last season was unacceptable. Uh, seven and nine. Worst since 2014. Uh, third in the NFC, no playoffs. It's just not acceptable. But like Steve was saying, the, the, the divide between the top Green Bay Packers, you know, it's the, we've gone backwards, um, you know. So it's it's difficult to take any positives out of last season. Um, you know, we had just Justin Jefferson, which is obviously a, a massive plus for us. But we need the other weapons on the team to gel. Uh, for me, Kirk is on his final season in my mind. You know, he has to do something this season. Otherwise, he's been a bust. Simple as that. So, Yeah, I think, I know we obviously have regular conversations with Stuart regarding Vikings. And if the Dal- if the Jefferson option's not there or the Dalvin Cook run's not there, yeah. there's not much going at the moment. Obviously, they're trying to address yeah. it now. Yeah, I mean, you can't run the ball every play, and that's what pretty much what they were trying to do last season with Alvin Cook. Uh, you do that, he's going to end up getting injured, and then what? Then where do you go? You know. Yeah. So, uh, I think, but looking forward to this season, I think we're, you know, we're in a better position than we were last season. Yeah. So moving on from the Vikings, who finished third, Claire Chicago made some steps forward, then had a few bad games, then made a few more steps forward, but finished eight and eight. So, uh, firstly, I would say, like, if I take my Bears hat off and put my neutral, fat, my sort of general NFL hat on, I generally thought the Vikings were going to be much more dangerous. I thought you were going to be uh, in for a wild card spot and then the, the wheels fell off. So I just sort of get that off, off my, my chest. And Maths was our MVP player this year. We We snuck in. We didn't deserve to be there I felt dirty as a Bears fan that we were like and even the um oh, mustn't say that name even Washington who snuck in um played better and put a better showing up against a better team than we did which was just awful to watch um so I'm not a proud Bears fan by any stretch of the imagination um uh, Matt Ryan and that they are on a hot 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 seat um, they have drafted well from everything I've looked through. No analyst, no sort of podcast has them rated below a B plus, and there was only one um, channel that had them below that. Everyone's like all in the A, a range. Um, how you spend ten million dollars to 
get Andy Dalton when you already had Mitch Trubisky on a cheaper contract. I don't understand. Can someone please, please, uh, <laughs> my, my uh, Twitter handle is at Bear 85 If someone can genuinely contact me uh, uh, on how that makes sense, please. Uh, by Stuart's appearance, I'm sure it did, it did great for us last year. It was fantastic. I think we're skipping <laughs> over the Nick Foles bit as well, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's where quarterbacks go to die, isn't it? It it is. It's awful. And do do you know what? I totally drunk the Kool-Aid on Mitch. I have never... I've been a Bears fan for maybe 30 years. Cough, cough. Um, I remember Super Bowl twenty. I had two Mitch Trubisky jerseys, and I have never owned a Bears QB jersey up to that point. Um, We were so lucky to get get fields up obviously they have worked some magic in the draft we were damn lucky like I thought we were gonna get a seabird cornerback was what I fancied but we have pulled a rabbit out of the hat but you don't know what you've got in the draft until four years later down the down the line will product hit the field also with we saw with Burroughs last year for the Bengals one knee injury you know Bridgewater, you know, he's never been the same. If your knee gets knackered, you have had it. You have to protect your high asset, and your high asset on every NFL team is your quarterback. So, um, and then I like that we, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the blind side, most of you have, and whoever's listening to this yeah. probably has. It's how, you know, the, the, the saying at the beginning is you, you write, write the check for the mortgage uh, and then you pay the insurance, is the next thing you you pay for and we have improved our line which was um important so mildly hopeful bears fan if that (laughs) you know it's not all doom and gloom you'll you'll have to because i i don't really know the ins and out of it but who's replacing leno then at left tackle um pass i do not think that has been finalized yet because to me that's i mean it's, you're talking about left tackle there on the blind side, and that's the one that kind of protects the quarterback. And for me, letting Leno go was was a, a bit of a surprise, it, really. It was it was monies. We we are the I think we had the fourth worst draft uh, uh, capital. We had the um, biggest overspend in the in the north by the by miles. I think we were the worst for cap space in the NFC as well. Um, oh, I thought so, the Vikings were. No, no, uh, yeah. I think Saints were the worst out of everybody. Oh yes, yes, Quite yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. We were top, maybe top three, but yeah. So we've we've had to empty the cupboard essentially, um, but uh, we've done we have done pretty well, and we haven't got ten tight ends on our. I don't know what happened last year where we thought ten tight ends was a, a reasonable amount of tight ends to have on a fifty man. Uh, you've gone for th- think, um, you've gone for three quarterbacks instead this time round. <laughs> I think the key thing with like Ryan Pace is he's so unpredictable and, you know, he's had a good draft in terms of getting Justin Fields. But then in, if you look at some of the stuff he's done in the off season, like cutting Kyle Fuller, Claire mentioned like caps, cap space, he's cut like a two time pro cornerback in Kyle Fuller and he's replaced him with Desmond Trufant, who was utterly appalling for us in like <laughs> one of the worst second secondaries in the NFL and then I think my favourite Bears moment of the, the off-season was um, all of this stuff around um, Russell Wilson and trying to trade for Wilson and all these kind of like leaks. And then they wait till the start of free agency and their social te- 
media team um, tweets out a picture of Andy Dalton with QB1, which must have been the most underwhelming tweet for Bears fans who were hoping for better news. It was so bad. I tweeted out, so I tweet, I was a very salty Bears fan. <laughs> and Jeff um, Reinbold actually commented on some of his, on some of his social media stuff that like Claire is not a happy bunny. And I actually got mentioned on the NFL show podcast. Cause you, I just got, what the? Do you, do you genuinely think that Pierce and Nagy are going to be there next year though? Cause I don't, I get the impression that this is their last. This is their, they have, we have to, I, we have to make the playoffs absolute minimum and be confident in the playoffs, like not one and done at the dance. Oh, well that's um, them then gone. Yeah. <laughs> So that is then we have to do it or we utterly have to on two occasions rinse the Packers, I think, is there. And I'm not deliberately doing that because, you know, I'm a Bears fan, but we have they have to show improvement immediately. And the thing that I'm a little bit scared about is because their bums are on the hot seat, fields will go in too early. I'm much more of a fan of like all the best barbecue takes time. How many top performing Super Bowl winning long-term franchise quarterbacks get thrown in the deep end in their rookie season. Yeah. No, I, I kind of agree. We've and I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts where the quarterbacks that tend to go on to really make an impact are the ones that at least not thrown in. Yeah, have some time. Um you only need to look at people like uh, Josh Rosen where he was thrown in right at the deep end in Arizona and, and it's effectively ruined his career. Yeah, he's a bust now. He's never yeah. recovered, is it, four teams in now and he's still not even a starter. Yeah, but I mean, we, as long as we're all accepting that Justin Fields is just a poor man's Kellen Mond, then we're fine. <laughs> Get on, I would like to leave this podcast immediately. <laughs> 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 uh, obviously, Charles, you've heard all this. Everyone's still in envy but they all thought they were going to close Green Bay. Or are we calling it the Green Bay 13 and 3 because of Aaron Rodgers only? And oh. when, he, when he goes to jeopardy in about two weeks, you'll be at the bottom of the division. <laughs> I'm obviously out of country at the moment and I'm not really caught up with the latest developments. But I was wondering if there are any other teams in the NFC North apart from Green Bay. Because <laughs> I, I don't think Green Bay are that good. I just think it's the, uh, the lack of opposition that makes them better. <laughs> And uh, uh, sorry, I'd just like to add at this moment. Can I just ask if Stuart's had a haircut? I have. Do you like it? I did yeah, it just for I do you. Like it. No, good, good. It makes you look happier. Generally. Yeah, I see that difficult. you've not had a haircut though. You still look like a ninety-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm on the road at the moment, so I've got an excuse. <laughs> so, Charles, obviously, you're saying that you, you think the North's weaker, or is it? Do you think it's just? The schedules as well last year, because there was the NFC North had a, a lot tougher schedule than re- previous years as well. But the Packers were thirteen and three, but there were some games which could have gone either way, and it might have not been thirteen and three. Well, not not last season, but the season before was unbelievable that they, they got the record that they did, and they got properly shown up. I think I've said this before, properly shown up on two occasions by the 49ers because that they showed them for what they really were. <clears throat> This season, I mean, they kind of started off this last season the same as the end of the season before. So they were lucky to be going anywhere. But I did think they really started to play. And they showed, despite the fact people say, oh, they've got no real offence. They've got some some above average wide receivers who are good at doing certain things. And they all kind of gel together. 
the problem the Green Bay really got though, which was shown up by the 49ers um, the season before, is they've got they've got a very very poor or very average defense. And I'm think, not sure um, whether they're... I think Greg, Greg Rosenthal um, tweeted out um, just after like the whole latest Rogers Silk thing, you know, saying like you know Rogers hasn't got any help, Rogers hasn't got any help, and then Greg Rosenthal tweeted. Apart from the Pro Bowl center, the Pro Bowl wide receiver, the top you know top three running back in the league, like eight other assets that got got mentioned, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've got some very diverse talents, and I think that this um, this Marquis Valdez Scantling, if he can just learn to catch the ball more regularly, he'll so be absolutely every wide receiver though, can't you? Well, I know, I know you can. But when you've got for a wide receiver, has been able to catch. When you've got when you've got Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, all the time, and everyone speaks so highly of him, and then you just throw to this um, MVS, it's 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 just such a such an exciting offense. Um, but for, for, he's got a lot to pa- learn. Yeah, for me, what the Packers have missed really is, and I think we've talked about this in the playoff games, is that they're just missing an element of experience. What's that? I don't know. Ian arguing with his wall, it sounded like. Um, <laughs> I think what the what the, what the the Packers have missed is a little bit of experience in that behind Adams yeah. is a bit of experience. I think it showed in the playoffs last year with some of the miscommunications with the wide receivers. And especially yeah. that one that cost them a, a touchdown in the playoffs. They needed a little oh, bit of uh, experience. Laz- Laz- Lazard. Lazard, who basically wasn't even watching on a play. And with Rodgers as a quarterback, who is always going to extend a play, the wide receivers really need to be tuned in to making sure that they are they're playing to the whistle. And I and think yet- that's let them down. And, and and I think the frustration from Rodgers is that they've got Adams, but outside of that, they've got a very inexperienced um, and mistake-happy wide receiver group and I'm not even I think, drafting one I think they could have they could have dipped into free agency and just got somebody with a bit of experience I know they've got Funches but we'll we'll see whether he's going to I mean gonna... the, the Twitter sphere is is a is a light with you know Julius Jones to the pack and you're like whatever they have not got the pennies for that and Julius Jones is on <clears> the way <throat> out but you can totally see like if I was a Packers, oh, I need to go and oh, I need to have a hot shower and bleach now. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, sort sort of thing. You know, the, the three of us are all going to moan and go, aren't they? But they're they're brilliant. They've they've got it dialed in to a point where they don't have to worry about the rest of the division, which is a little bit sad. But that won't last forever. But I think and they're not do. brilliant. Think... They're not brilliant. They're not yeah. brilliant. They're, they're on think... the edge. I think they do need to worry about the rest of the division this year. I really do. Yeah, I think, definitely, definitely. I think the I think the rest of the teams in the, this division have taken a significant step forward, whereas I think the Packers have probably taken a step backwards. Yeah, and at least we, standing still. Yeah, oh. and, and we and we we ran them last year in the games that we played. I mean, we were dog awful against quite a lot of other teams in the year, but I like what um, the Lions have done this year with going effectively just going BPA in the in the draft. They've added a lot of talent. A lot of question marks around Goff, but I don't think he's there for the for the long term. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with the Bears um, and the bits and pieces that they've added in the draft. I think Fields will probably be on the field probably Early. no later than no, no later than week six, I think. Um, and I think that'll come down to the fact that 
Nagy is literally hanging on to his job. Yeah, which um, I, that genuinely worries me. I think the only re- the only way that he won't he won't is if if Dalton has a reasonable start to the season. Um, yes, I, I do not it. want him going out on the field week one against Aaron Donald. Yeah, I, I mean, really I, don't want that. I do feel sorry for Alan Robinson because he's never really had a quarterback to throw to him. No. I, th- I think the big question for the Bears as well is their defense has bailed them out like for the last two seasons yeah. with a terrible offense. since the 80s since but, the you know, 80s be honest when you look at the team the Bears team that won the division in 2018 I mean I'm not quite sure how like Akeem Hicks is going to be feeling after he's you know been shopped around all off season for a, a trade and you know I'm sure Khalil Max probably not very happy as well in terms of like how things have gone so I'm not sure they can count on their defense to, to like bail them out again. I mean, when the Bears' defence is good, I mean, look at the way they just dismembered Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on that Thursday night game, which must be your highlight. Claire. I still have that on my Sky HD box and absolutely refuse to delete it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was brutal. But yeah, can they, can they keep doing that? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Richard, 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 just before we go away from the subject of fields, can we all have a bet on what week is going to start? I, I think that's a good one. I, I'm I'm going week six. I would say probably uh, between week five and six. It's going. It's all going to depend. I'm going week three. Week three. I reckon he'll go. It always gets. He always gets in before me. That was mine. Week three. So I'm going <laughs> it's week, not anymore, is it? No. So I'm going to week two. <laughs> I'm going week eight. I'm going to go a bit conservative. Week eight. Halfway through the season, nearly. What do you reckon, Steve? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, so. Oh, week four against the Rams, I reckon. Uh, Steve's cheating. He's actually looking at... Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm just looking at their schedule as well. He's doing background work. I'm just looking at their schedule. Unbelievable. Trying to work out when their bye week is. Yes, so that's what I'm literally looking at. Week 10 is our bye week. We follow that up by the Ravens. Oh, he's in before week 10. Dalton will never (laughs) make week 10. (laughs) Stuart, Stuart, what have I told you before? He can't play on the bye week. Yeah, I know, but I was thinking, it dep- for me, I, I think they genuinely might they might give it up until the bye week and see where they're at after 10 games. Like, they might put him in late in week nine against the Steelers, give him the week off to get ready for the Ravens, or we get a Thanksgiving treat in week 11 and get get him on the field at the Lions. The thing is, the thing is looking, looking, at that ske- looking at that schedule, though, it's quite easy to think that, you could be 0-4 going into the Bengals game. You could be starting then. Yeah, that schedule looks horrible on the start. Yeah, we've that... got we've got the third worst schedule across the, the season, second or third. And I do not know how this has happened, but the Buccaneers, the winners of the Super Bowl, have got the second or third easiest. It's because he quite often... I want to know who Tom Brady is sleeping like with, basically. It's because... They can't play themselves. So other teams are playing those. <laughs> yeah. Now they're they're clusters. Because they're not they can't play themselves, it automatically makes their schedule look easier. Because the other teams are playing them. So it makes other teams' schedules look more difficult. But they, they all schedule things things ridiculous anyway, because it's all about the previous season. It's not about the yeah, season you actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Playing, I, I always yeah, that is um, I do so You know, things. it is a bit. Yeah, I never I never pay a lot of attention to that at all. Yeah, there's there's going to be so Andy Dalton much pressure. Any, any oh, hope sorry. at all? Sorry, to say, doesn't nobody give Andy Donald 
Andy Dalton any hope at all? What what I was going to say is I watched so him in much Dallas. pressure on Andy Dalton to perform. If he makes mm. the slightest error, they're going to want the fans are going to put so much pressure on to bring Fields in. It's going to be it's going to be unbearable. Yeah, I mean, I, I look back at Dalton when he was at Bengals when when they were that playoff team, and he <clears throat> he's a good player when he's got good pieces around him. Um, he had a particularly decent all line at the Bengals. Um, and he had some decent weapons. Obviously, he had AJ Green. Um, and I just look at the Bears, and I'm I'm not I'm unsure about the O line at the minute, and especially at left tackle. Um, and I think his season last year behind a very ropey Cowboys O line yeah. showed that he really needs the protection. He's not going to be the one of these that's going to be dancing around in the pocket yeah. and and, yeah. and escaping. Mitch was more mobile. Out of the two, I, I genuinely was baffled by what we did. Genuinely. Especially when you've got Nick Foles, because everybody seems to be counting out Nick Foles and you're paying him something like £9 million next year. So, yeah. I mean, he's got to be, you know, in and around. And I, mean, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Dalton does have a bad start and it's actually Nick Foles that comes up and plays rather than Fields. Yeah. You've got £20 million tied up in two quarterbacks who ain't going to be the future of your franchise. Yeah, I know. But that's that's that's... You know, to the point that Claire made earlier, is you, that is your number one position in the team. Yeah. And they threw a lot of darts in free agency to try and get at least something to keep them going in the short term. And I personally think that they overspent on falls. Um, I think he was good in the system that Eagles provided. And I knew he was never going to recreate that anywhere else because he didn't even create that when he was at the Eagles in the previous seasons. Um, going from the draft, guys... Um... Steve, how did you think Detroit's draft went? Were you happy with your first round and the subsequent round picks? Is it what you were needing? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the draft every year, you know, we call it the, the Lions Super Bowl. Um, and um, I, I think I'm really pleased with how we came out of it. And we, we brought in Brad Holmes from the Rams um, as GM. And this is the guy that we're kind of like pinning our, our hopes on. He's, he's meant to be the draft expert. I think we had a difficult situation with our number one pick because it was really difficult with the whole kind of like QB um, sort of, you know, sort of fight that was going on to, to know whether Atlanta were going to pick with number four and what the Bengals were going to do. Um, so I think for Saul to drop to us at number seven was like an absolute win because it's really clear that the plan is to like rebuild from the trenches. So Saul is a, a, a piece of the jigsaw that gives the Lions a really solid O-line with like Frank Ragnar at centre, Taylor Decker at left guard. Um, I mean, that should be a really solid O-line for, for Goff to work with. And it's just a shame because, you know, Stafford has probably never had an O-line that good in all of his time at, um, when he was at, at the Lions. I think our day two picks are probably the key because um, our defence has been just utterly appalling for three years now and the the two key things absolutely no pass rush which just has just meant that our secondary has just been burned time and time again as QBs have had so much time to throw so we've brought in Michael Brockers at um in defensive tackle in free agency and then on Zariki the de- defensive tackle from Washington and Aline McNeil um defensive tackle from North Carolina McNeil's an, a massive run stuffer, uh, very explosive. Onzariki, I think, will provide pressure from the inside. I, I see him, you know, I think they're trying to sort of 
view him as a kind of like you know potential Aaron Donald that pressure from the inside which we've just never had and obviously we've re-signed Romeo Aquara on the edge so potentially that gives us some pass rush and then the other pick on the second day was um, Ify um, Melon Fonwu at corner and because we picked Jeff Akuda at number three last year and he had such a disappointing first season um we, we we got some other corner like Trufon um in a corner and, and just never ever like made any impact. We never had anyone that looked like they were going to make a play on defense. So I think um Melifonwu has got uh, a lot of potential um and that could be a good draft for us. And that just going back to Melifonwu, he was a first round pick in some mock drafts as well, wasn't he? And you picked him up in the third round. Um, Fourth uh, I think first. he was he, he was our third fourth round. pick in the third round. Yeah, yeah. hundred. I'm just looking at hundred hundred first pick of the draft, and yeah. in some mock drafts, he was going in the first round. So that's a great pick. Also, yeah. uh, Levi Ozawiki, though he was in some people's first round as well. So that's yeah, yeah. In the second Good round. Yeah. Do, do you think that to put Sewell will play left tackle? Then do you not think they'll play Decker at left tackle because you've just paid him, haven't you? I, I think we'll keep um, Decker at left tackle certainly for the first season, and I think we'll put Sewell at right tackle and move Vitai inside to right guard. Yeah, I mean that's for me. I mean Sewell is is a is a franchise left tackle, isn't he? Really, let's be honest. And I think the sooner you can kind of blood him into that left tackle role, I think the, the better long term. Um, but well, it's Deck one of those. Had, you, Deck has had a solid season at left tackle. I know, tackle. but it, it's one of those. It's one of those where you, you could not afford to not pay Decker on the assumption that Sewell was going to drop to you in the draft. So yeah. I think the Lions have, have, like you said, they, they're kind of building from the trenches outwards, and. It, I actually like what they did in the in the um, in the draft. I would have liked to see them maybe keep hold of um, Jones or even. I mean, they were never going to keep Golladay, but Marvin Jones just to because I know they've signed. They've got um, Amon St. Brown. I think he's a he's a really good talent. Yeah, um, I think he got in the fourth round as well. But I think they need some other help. Yeah, and and if if you think back two seasons, you had our, our offense through the air was Stafford throwing to. Golden Tate, Kenny Golladay, and Marvin Jones Jr. And now we've got Jared Goff throwing to Tyrell Williams, Breshard Perriman, and whoever Armin else St. is there. Yeah, Armin St. Brown. And to me, Armin St. Brown out of that three is is your number one. And yeah. he's the rookie. And that's I think that's what's worrying. And and knowing Goff, he was not great throwing to three particularly good wide receivers at the Rams. So that's what worries me a little bit. He might have all the time in the world with a great line, but it's still still goth throwing it in. It? Yeah, but, someone's got to catch the ball at the end of that time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if you look back to Goff's first two seasons at the Rams, he was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, he got to the playoffs, um, got to a Super Bowl, um, and put up some really good numbers in 2017, 2018. But obviously, yeah. you know, this is the problem with these a coach like McVeigh. You know, once you get on the wrong side of him, you know, it was kind of only going to end with one winner. And for whatever reason, McVeigh's kind of had but enough Mc... of Goff. But I, I think McVeigh made him because yeah. if you have, if you watched Hard Knocks, Goff is not a clever person at all. No, so McVeigh actually came in and reproduced his college playbook to it's work around... it around Goff. And it's whether... Yeah, he ran a, he ran a very quali- acutely yeah. friendly playbook and, and he was basically scheming things to suit 
Goff yeah. trade. And that would be my fear for Goff at the yeah. Lions now next and it, season. And if the Lions want to get the best out of him, they're going to have to do that again. They're going to have to basically scheme yeah. to fit his, yeah. his, his strong you're gonna have to, You're going to have to dumb it down, basically. That's, yeah. that's the way I feel about it. But I think so the what, positive so what, is what, that we've got a really strong O-line and we've got also a good running back core now. With yeah, that's John, which will help. Just, Swift yeah. and Jamal Williams, who I think is a really good pickup from the Packers. Yeah, I was. I won't lie. I was a little bit upset that you let Carryon Johnson go because he was. I actually quite liked him. Yeah, us too. Yeah, we loved his, him too. Forgetting as well, Williams. Hawkinson J- as well. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is a great pickup, and he only yeah. got the hump because he he got overlooked at the Packers. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's a sterling buy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I was surprised that the Packers let him go. Um, we mm. we love Carryon Johnson. He's a great like guy in the locker room. Um, really good on kind of in terms of interacting with the fans and a great um, pass blocker as well. But I think he's when he had that knee injury. I think in his second year, it really like took a big chunk of his like juice. And I, I just don't think he probably has got the you know the durability to kind of like be a, a top running back. But I mean, I, come on. So anyway, anyway, let's 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 talk golf. Let's have some predictions on golf. Come on, because uh, everyone's expecting to be a big failure. And come on, what's he going to do this season? I, I, for me, the the Lions have played that trade particularly well because they, they got an extra first-round pick as effectively a cap dump. Um, and I think what they'll do is they'll just ride that contract out and I think the Detroit will move on from him unless he's unless he does something mirac- miraculous. I Could it be the big surprise? Big surprise in the NFC North? No. <laughs> I, th- I think if you if you look at someone who I would compare Goff to, it's someone like R- Ryan Tannehill. So not the most spectacular player, not someone who does a lot with his legs, but just like a decent pocket passer. And I think if if you design the playbook, you mix it up, we've got a strong O-line to protect him. I think Goff can be very functional for the next couple of years. We've got two first-round picks, um, one next year, one the year after. And Potentially, if Goff stinks, then that's the place to draft a replacement. Yeah. But we've also, we've also got a, a decent backup. I think we've got Tim Boyd from the Packers, who was there, number two behind Rogers. Um, so I'm not worried about Goff. Uh, it, it's for me. It's probably our defense still is is my concern and the wide receiver group. I mean, the interesting thing. The interesting thing with um, Goff for me is that he came to the Rams with all the pressure on him. And now it's the complete opposite. He's got no, I would say he's got no pressure on him because everyone's expecting him to fail. And we may see a different Jared Goff next season. The absolutely crazy thing here is that Goff, out of every quarterback in the NFC North, is under the least pressure. Yeah. He's got fields, you know, like potentially being thrown to the wolves in at the Bears. You've got Cousins with like a fire lit under him with his replacement being drafted. And then you've got the Rogers situation in Green Bay. So, Remarkably, we've lost Stafford, but actually our QB drama is probably going to be the least in the league. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and and that said, I think that just the general trade and the move that the Lions did, I think is is the right direction because they're effectively gaining that draft capital so that they can build around. And whether Goff is or isn't the answer, they've at least given themselves a chance to build a competitive roster with those picks that they collected. Yeah, and, and and getting that business done early in January was absolutely key because yeah. if we'd have been talking about Stafford now, is he going to go, is he not going to go, it would have just been horrific. But to do it like they did, which was a really good, like clean break, mutual, I think 
the Lions organisation came out of it really well. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And do you think Stafford will perform at the Rams? Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, he's, for me, I kind of put him just outside the top five QBs in the league. I don't, I don't think he's up there with like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, but he's not far behind. And you only need to look at some of his performances this season where he's absolutely torched defenses when he's playing like, you know, quickly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you remember the, um, another favorite moment was the, the Todd Gurley touchdown by mistake when the Falcons were two points up against us and there was about a minute left on the clock and all Gurley had to do was just, you know, collapse on the, near the touchline and run out the clock. And he mistakenly scored a touchdown, gave us the ball back with, I think, 50 seconds. And Stafford just went straight through the Falcons' <laughs> defense in about eight plays. And that's what Stafford can do. And I, I think, you know, if, if I was in the NFC West, I'd be very worried because there's some ropey defenses in the NFC West. And I think yeah. Stafford's going to have a really good time. I think I, Stafford I think is underrated. I, I think he's really underrated. Do. I really do. I, and I've seen some of the performances in what, no offense, but was effectively a very bad. Lions team and oh, he's yeah. effectively raised the level of the Lions team. Yeah. Um, likewise, he had he did have a very good wide receiving group to work with, but he had a very, very horrific all line to work behind. Um, and I think now he's going to a QB friendly coach in McVeigh. I think you could see some something very special from Stafford. That the last two the last two seasons, our playbook has been first down, Adrian Peterson two yard run. Second down, Adrian Peterson, two-yard run. Then Stafford ends up with the ball and every single defensive player, no one is going to throw it. And yet we've still won some games. So I think that's a testament to like Stafford's ability. Yeah, think- As a Bears fan who watched that for quite a few, you would always worry if you were not, you know, 10 points ahead, he could come back in the fourth quarter. You always had to worry about him. He was so clutch and he blatantly got a lot of dis disrespect um and the thing with him going to the rams the rams have got some run play as well so it's not all on his back he is not going to have to carry that team the way that he practically did at the at the lions sort of thing so i i think it's a good move for him i think the um NFC West is now the hottest division in the NFC. It's the most improved, I think. Uh, and we'll potentially have two um, playoff teams from that because of how well they have drafted and free agency and danced this this um, this season. That's possible. So, well, I can go to both Adrian and Stuart on this. So, Minnesota, obviously, it's probably... Is it his last attempt to get it right this year? Coach. Um, I believe so, yeah. I think he's had enough time. We've had some good players on the team uh, and we just haven't got it done. You know, like I say, last season was, was diabolical, really. Um, but to speak of the draft quickly, you know, I think it was a stroke of genius by our uh, GM, you know, to get Christian Dowershaw. You know, we, we dropped down to 23. I would have happily taken him at 14. We dropped down to 23 and we still got him. And then we got two extra picks out of it as well, so... Fantastic piece of business, but the Vikings did a lot of their business um, pre-season. You know, Dalvin Tomlinson coming in, um, and then also we've got Michael Pierce coming back, which is uh, we, we haven't seen him play in a Vikings jersey yet, which is exciting. Daniel Hunter and Anthony Barr are both back, so 
for me this season, yeah, I think they've got the weapons there to do the job. And if, it, if they don't get it done, there needs to be some changes made, <clears throat> either at quarterback or maybe Mike Zimmer has to go. Um, you know, I don't know. Stuart, what do you think? I mean, <clears throat> I think the draft works well for us. I wouldn't say it was a stroke of genius because um, it, the, the trade back was... I would say worked in our favour in the fact that people teams that we thought would have taken a tackle, such as the Raiders, ended up taking a, um, a tackle like Leatherwood that wasn't as highly rated as we had Derisor. And I think there's other teams in there that could have taken a tackle that didn't. So I think we, we got a little bit lucky with the way the draft board fell after we traded back. Um, so I can only assume that we had multiple targets in that first round. Um, yeah when we traded back from 14, but the fact that we got a player that we would have taken at 14 at yeah. 23 after getting some more capital obviously worked in favour for us. Yeah. Um, I think the pressure is more on Zimmer than it is on Spielman. I think Spielman continues to do his magic behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, and, and he is a very solid GM and I think the draft showed that. Um, my worry about Zimmer is that he doesn't seem to have a real grasp on what's going on the offensive side of the ball. He seems to be a lot of defence focused and yeah. our defence last year was atrocious um, mm-hmm. and I think he let too much experience leave the building especially in the cornerback room um, you know letting people like Xavier Rhodes walk and then yeah. um, Mac Alexander left Jaron Curse left and I think we let a lot of experience in that secondary walk away and yeah. we never really replaced it um, and this year I think he's addressed that by bringing in um, Peterson to just bring a bit more Experience. Yeah, a, a locker room leader, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's what they've tried to do, and, and especially by bringing Tomlinson in and, and hmm. obviously Pierce back, is they've just tried to bring some actual proper leaders back into the team, yeah. which we severely, we severely lacked last year. Yeah, um, I mean last last year, see, the corner position last year was embarrassing at times. You know, yeah. it, it, the, the rookie was getting schooled on every play near enough. Yeah, and, but the good thing about that is that it's it shown that we had we found some gems. So Cam Dantzler was probably our, yeah. our best cornerback last year. So and we picked him up in the third round, I think it was yeah. last year, and he yeah. outperformed our first round cornerback, Gladney. Mm. And obviously, I don't want to get into the twos and fros of what's going to happen with that lad. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the draft worked well for us. I don't think we can move on from Kirk Cousins. I think we are stuck with him for at least the next two seasons. Um, yeah. Well, they had no, they, they had no, they had no intention of trading up to try and get a quarterback. Yeah. Because if you look at last season, now if we'd have lost that last game of the season, we would have maybe got pick seven or eight, and so we could have taken Justin Fields in hindsight. But obviously, that was, you know, that what that wasn't to be. But I think Cousins' yeah. contract absolutely watertight. I don't think there's any yeah. way the Vikings can get out of it for the next. And I don't think that what, and I don't think that Mike Zimmer wants to get rid of him either. I think he, he he's his guy and he wants to keep him. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we've got him this year and next, and I think next year he's got something like a forty-two million pound cap it. So there's absolutely yeah. no way that he's going anywhere. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we've got him for the next two years, and for me, this next two years, if we don't do something, then we would probably end up going into a rebuild. I'm yeah, not even again. sure how long some of the our experienced people like Anthony Barr or even Daniel Hunter after this year will hang around. If I'm being brutally honest, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. You know, we can't. It, it, we've had a rebuild, and you know, if we come out of this with, with Kirk Cousins and not winning anything again, you know, into another rebuild, this is all the Vikings seem to do is rebuild and rebuild, and we just never seem to get it right. So, yeah. this is the strongest roster I've seen as after for a yeah. while. 
definitely. If we, if if we can't do something this season, there's something wrong. Yeah. How how bad did the setouts affect the Vikings? D, do you think last year? Big time, yeah, big time. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't just the sit-outs; it was the injuries that we sustained yeah. quite yeah. early on. So the injuries to to Hunter, um, his mm. herniated disc, and then obviously the issue with Bar. That's two of your leaders on defense, and we just never ever recovered from it. Yeah, I mean, Michael Pierce was a big one. Obviously, he's, he's played well at the Giants. Um, you know, it's it's good to see him back this season. But yeah, definitely Daniel Hunter, but. Also, as well, towards the end of the season, Daniil Hunter was, uh, there was all this contract talk as well. He wasn't happy, he wanted more money. Uh, was he going, was he staying? And it, that was frustrating and that was, you know, you don't need that in the locker room. It's sad to see Rudolph go. No, I was, yeah. Good. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Stu. You know, I didn't like the way they treated him the last two seasons. You know, he was a glorified locker. Uh, he's, he's worth so much more that as a, as a person and a player. Um, he's been a great, he's been a great player for the Vikings. Um, but he just wasn't that. used right. I agree with that. I think in the last two years we underutilized him. I think he's probably one of the greatest red zone threats that we had in the team, yeah. and we just didn't yeah. use him. Um, yeah. But I think it's it's probably the right time for him to move on because I think um, mm. Smith, Irv Smith, is 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 a very good player, and I think his yeah. ability to stand in there and obviously Conklin is. As a blocking tight end, he's, he's probably up there with one of the best in the league. So I think it was yeah. time for him to move on. I just wish he'd not gone to the Giants. I wish he'd gone somewhere where he had a real <laughs> shot at getting a Super Bowl ring because I think he deserved that. Mm, um, yeah. I, I would have preferred him somewhere other than the Giants. But, you know, like I say, he's going he's gonna to play well wherever he goes as long as they use him right. Um, yeah. I think on the positive side, though, you've, you know, last year you picked up the fourth-ranked wide receiver in the draft in mm. Justin Jefferson. And I think you've got the best one out of the whole yeah. class. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Had an absolutely phenomenal season. And mm. if, if they can harness, you know, him with Thielen and with Dalvin Cook still, I mean, Dalvin Cook had a devastating season until, you know, I think he got injured towards the back end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kirk Cousins on his day is a fantastic pass for the ball. I think it's... Yeah, he's very accurate. Yeah, and just joking about people like Goff and Tannehill earlier, I think Cousins is the same. They've got to find a scheme for him that just protects him from throwing interceptions. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think um, last year we didn't do Kirk Cousins any any favours. I mean, my, my biggest bugbear about Kirk Cousins is that he's paid as a top three quarterback in the NFL, and I, I don't mm-hmm. see the productivity out of him to warrant the money. It's not mm-hmm. that I think he's a bad quarterback. It's just that I think we overpay him for what he gives us. Yeah. Um, and, and if you look at his, sorry, if you look at his stats in his in his career, he's had between fifty two percent and seventy percent completion rate. That's as high as he's ever got seventy percent. You know, so for him to be a, a top level quarterback, getting paid that kind of money, it needs to be higher than that. Yeah, I mean, I I I look at it and think that. Last year we didn't give him any favors at all. We were had we had some shocking all linemen on there. You know, mm-hmm. Dakota Dozier was graded probably one of the worst guards in the league. We had Drew yeah. Samir again, who was probably graded near the bottom, and we didn't give him any protection at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not a quarterback, like I said about Dalton. He's not a quarterback that's going to sit in there and he's going to make. It's not going to extend plays. He's going to mm-hmm. he's going to go through his reads. He's going to do bootlegs, but he's not going to sit in there like Rogers does and extend plays so mm-hmm. to have the time in the pocket to be able to do what he needs to do. And this year, it's like the Vikings have twigged and we've gone out there, we've got a franchise left tackle. We've gone also in the third round and we got White Davis, who was projected to go in the first again. 
from Ohio State, a great right guard. So we've actually gone out there and, and we've done that. So this year, with an O-line in place, yeah, it's it's this is it. If we there's no excuses. There's no yeah. excuses. You know. No excuses this year. You know. Right. So the question is, we've gone through all the teams now. So come, on, let's have some of these bold predictions. Who's going to Bond. finish top? Who's going to be the winners? Who's going to be the losers? <laughs> well, I mean, for the it all depends on what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, yeah. You're, trying, you're trying to bypass the Green Bay, Green Bay listen, situation listen, there. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'll give you. I'll give you two bets. I'll give you. I'll give you a buy with Rodgers. So two bets. The Packers with Rodgers and the Packers without Rodgers because it still throws up interesting questions even if he's not there. Yeah. So, come uh, on. Who's going to start? I, I mean, I'll go first. I, I, I genuinely believe even if Rodgers is there, I think the strength of our roster at the minute, if we don't come top of the division, I think there'll be a lot of people getting sacked at the Vikings. Yeah. Just based on the strength of our of our roster. Um, I actually think that if Rodgers is there, I would imagine that they'd be coming second in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that prediction. If Rodgers isn't, if, if Rodgers isn't there, With Blake Bortles at the helm and Blake Bortles at the helm, <laughs> I think they'll be somewhere near the bottom. Okay, yeah. good. I actually think that Detroit will probably be out Bears. That's my gut feeling. Um, and I, <laughs> Steve, I, think, I, I think I think it could be a tough year for the Bears. I think they no, might. It come. is. It's going to be awful. But... Um, and I, my, my concern for the Bears is, <clears throat> I think the Bears could have a good year depending on what what they do with Fields. If they if he, they bring him in week six and he and he hits the ground running, then it could be a very exciting division. But it, I'm I'm worried it won't be. It could be a good year, but a good year is not going to cut it against yeah, exactly. how much better everyone else has got. Yeah, I, so come I, on, Claire. Claire I, put your money put your money where your mouth is. Who's the winners? Who's the losers? So if Rogers <laughs> stays, it's going to be a very boring thing of the Packers at the top again. But um, Vikings come second. If Rogers goes, please, can I write my letter to Santa right now? <laughs> um, if he goes, I then think Vikings top then, but I definitely I definitely think either way, Bears last. I think, I, I think if, like, and Steve's hoping as well, if the Detroit D... Stop conceding the points. They're going to have a quarterback there who's not going to need to score 30, 40 points to win a game. And I think that's what Stafford's had to struggle with for the last yeah. three years at least. I just Vikings are saying exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I maybe got a slightly different take on it. I think if Rodgers is still there, I mean, effectively, nothing's happened at the Packers for the last two years. And they've, I think their record's 26 and 6. So if Rodgers is still there, um, I, I think Green Bay will probably finish 11 and 6, 12 and 5, and win the division at a counter again. I think without Rodgers, I think the NFC North is like last year's NFC East because effectively the Lions are in rebuild. I mean, the Lions are in full rebuild. Uh, the Vikings are pretty much in def- certainly defensive rebuild. The Bears have got, you know, some amazing potential, but also so many holes on the roster. So I can kind of see if, if Jordan Love or Blake Bortles is 
QB and the Packers next year, I can see them winning the division at like with an eight and nine record. Perfect. And wouldn't that be bad uh, for football? But I have to say, so, you know, Steve, what do you think about the Lions playing football in January? Do you know what that, that meant? Because obviously, <laughs> someone had to get the joke in. I mean, no, I, I, I not, being, not nice being cheeky, when was genuinely, when was the last time the Lions had January football? And I'm not being an arse. This is I, I know this. It was when. It was when the Cowboys... Beat them, yeah. In the first round, the playoffs, wasn't it? Uh, we've we've not won eight. We've not won a playoff game since the nineties. Wow, is that God that. Almighty? I was at wow. secondary school. Um, <laughs> I think we 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 had um, we had an appearance. I think 2013, 2014, when uh, Jim Caldwell was our head coach. But we that. didn't we didn't progress beyond the first statement. I remember that game I've got a friend who's quite we're in a Facebook group that's um, for NFL fans but it's a bit cheeky and we're allowed to be a bit rude sort of thing and one of the admins is a um, Lions fan and it's like oh we're going to have you know January football and I said if you win either of your football games in January either game I will donate 20 quid to the charity of your choosing well I mean that, that's fine because because the, the the last games of the season are always in January yeah yeah so, so you, you will technically have January football yes yeah yeah what, just won't mean anything <laughs> yes that, I, I, that's our, the... our season last year finished at Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah I think ours finished after the first four games yeah. Right. Listen, I'm not letting I'm not letting Ian Stewart, Ian and Richard off the hook. I want the predictions. Just, I'll do mine, but I've just got one little fact that the Lions aren't the worst with playoffs. There's there's a thing that I read a while ago that no Cincinnati Bengals fan has ever sent a text saying we, we won a playoff game because mobile phones weren't around the last time yeah. that they won and, a playoff and game. We have Andy Dalton on our team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm. I'm, shall I go first then, Rich, before you? Yeah, go on then. I think the Packers have been very lucky for the last two years. Now, I've watched quite a bit because, unfortunately, I'm friends with Charles. I end up watching a lot of Packers games. And they have been very poor, apart from Aaron Rodgers getting them out of a hole again and again and again and again. So, without Rodgers, they'll finish bottom of the division. With him, I don't think they'll win it either because um, I think he'll be arsy. Vikings have got Kirk Cousins. So they'll mess up. Lions, quarterback problem. I'm taking Bears to win the division because they've got less quarterback problems than the other three. Less quarterback problems. Are you being held held hostage right now? Is that your. Are you asking for help? Is someone going to your head? What's going on? I'm feeling sorry for the Bears. You've always got to have, on anything, you've got to have somebody. Who picks? Everybody's picking on the bears, so I'm taking the bears to win the division. Okay. Right, it, I mean, Ian, we're picking on, on them for a reason, though. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather but, be. I'd rather it's honest. The bears are going to be the worst. There's Charles, no didn't you say bold predictions? Bold, not stupid. I'm the only one who's drinking tonight, aren't I? <laughs> I'm more concerned about Ian stealing my thunder all the time. I won't, I'm not saying Bears are going to win the division. I'm not going to do my picks until the end. What, they're going to win I'm, the I'm Super genu- Bowl? How crazy are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely excited about the Bears this year. But anyway, Richard isn't getting off the hook. Come on, Richard. So, with Rodgers, they'll probably fluke away with some unattractive football and win the division. But I think 
it's been addressed. I think the Vikings have addressed in both areas. And I think they showed forms last year. And I think with Justin Jefferson feeling running back game, I think Vikings will win the division. Even potentially with Rodgers there, they could still win it. But it'll be close. Then for the, it's probably going to be Detroit third with Rodgers there. If Rodgers isn't there, Detroit will put, could be second in the division. And unfortunately, I know Ryan Green's that Bears are in rebuild mode, even though they're not. But they're struggling to get yeah. the identity. Maybe maybe the Bears need to have the bad season to get rid of the, the coaching and a, a new coach comes in to develop fields. Maybe that's what's needed. So yeah. I've got a question we, we for the Vikings fans. So we took, we took about Justin Fields. So here's a question for the Vikings fans, right? The, the Vikings' first four games are the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Seahawks and the Browns. Ooh. If they are... Zero and four after those four games. Is Kirk Cousins in at quarterback or is it Kellen Mond? Kirk Cousins. No, Kirk Cousins, absolutely. They're, they're <laughs> not going to drop Kirk Cousins. No, he's, he's not going anywhere. Like Stuart said, he's not, he's not going anywhere. So, yeah, Kirk's there for the entire season, unless he, went, he gets injured. He went 0-5 last year and they didn't drop mm. him then. So I, I yeah. don't suspect they'll drop him now. But they no. didn't have an alternative last year. They did. We, I mean, they could have quite easily put Mannion in and we had Jake Browning on the practice squad. So we had other options. If they were yeah. going to prove a point that they wanted to drop Kirk Cousins, mm. whoever was number two, they could have, you know, they could have made that point last year. And I think we've got too much money tied up in Kirk Cousins for them to even open that box of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Callum Mond is, is, a, is a year three starter, which is after Kirk Cousins' He's contract finished. runs down. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think that's the way that franchises should operate. They should at least give these rookies um, a chance. Whether it's two years or whether it's one year, they should give them like, you know, Mahomes sat for a while, didn't he, before he came yeah. in behind Alex Smith. So for me, that we're just doing a little bit of future planning, which it's nice to see. Um, I, I, you know, we beat the Packers last year and we were awful. Mm. And, you know, and my worry is that I don't see that they've got much better than they were last year and we've got considerably better than we were last year and that's why I think we'll top out the division yeah I was trying to get away with it right I think um, not that anyone cares but I think that with Rodgers I think Green Bay getting close to being a very good offensive line I disagree with what Ian says about him being average for the last two seasons I thought the season before last they were average and I think they really got it going in the second half, so much so that with a bit of luck, they'd have been in the Super Bowl last season. So I think with Rodgers, I think they'll take another step up and I think they'll win the division. I think um, Minnesota will blow out because of Cousins, because I think he's cap- he is capable of brilliance. He just can't sustain it. I think he's a very good quarterback, but can't sustain it. I'm genuinely excited about the Bears because I want to see Justin Fields on because I think Dalton will just... just Josh, you can't even say that without laughing. The thing is, I agree with that. I'm excited about Justin Fields, but I just don't think that the, all the pieces that are there around him for them to win as a team. Yeah, yeah, but wait, wait. Hang on, sorry, let me finish and then I can, I can shut up for the night. <laughs> I mean, genuinely excited about Detroit because I want Goff to perform because I think he is capable. He's capable. He might not be the brightest spark, but I think, you know, I just think that everyone's expecting him to fail. And maybe maybe Detroit will still finish bottom of the league, but I think Goff might surprise a few people. 
Yeah, and to be honest, I kind of agree about the, the, the point about Kirk Cousins, but I don't think he'll implode in the season. I think he's more likely to implode in, in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he's more likely to get us to the playoffs and then in the big, big games not have a, a great game. That's more likely for Kirk Cousins. He'll probably, when he's flying under the radar, that's when he's playing his best. But as soon as he gets put on TV, that's when it all goes peaked on for him. Yeah. And does anyone think does anyone think Blake Bortles can perform for the Packers at short notice? No. 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 Well, Richard does because he once drafted him first overall in a fantasy league. <laughs> I did too once. <laughs> you don't need to air out someone's dirty laundry like that. That is harsh. All, all I'm saying, Stuart, <laughs> that year we did get to AFC Championship game and then made all the wrong decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he didn't help you, did he? In no, fantasy, he, he was he was horrific. In that, that's is that's the only playoff game where I've watched where I've thought a quarterback was hundred percent out of his depth. I don't think I saw him make a pass. He just kept running. He looked scared. Well, I'd like to just in just an ending for me. I'd like to say this could be a close division this season. I could be totally wrong, but I think the the the, the bottom teams have got better. I think Vikings have stayed where they are. I just think the problem is Green Bay, despite what you say, Stuart, I think Green Bay will be better with Rodgers and big question marks over and without him. Yeah, I mean, my, my final take on this is that I think this year, I think it'll be between, if Rodgers is there, it'll be between Vikings and, and Packers. Um, my, my concern is that the way that the Detroit are going with the way that they've obviously reassessed their backroom staff and the direction that they've taken in this year's draft and the capital that they managed to gain. And then obviously the Bears getting fields is that for me, those two teams seem to have a brighter future than Vikings and Packers as it stands at the minute. I know we drafted a quarterback in the third round, but I think there's a lot of other pieces that could quite easily fall apart for Vikings, such as um, Hunter leaving, um, you know, Harrison Smith's not getting any younger, so a lot of our key players could potentially not be there in a couple of years, whereas I only see Detroit getting stronger. So in two or three years' time, we could quite easily be, unless we do something, quite easily be nearer the bottom. And- yeah, we, we're building our roster for, you know, we, with a, a, an extra first-round pick for the next two years, we're building our roster, I think, for like 2023, 2024. So I'd be quite happy with like, Six and eleven this season, six and eleven, and we and we beat the Bears, and I'll be more than happy with that. Bears on, on Thanksgiving. No, no, I want the Thanksgiving game. It's on, it's on TV, and it's one of the games I stay up for. Um, don't, don't forget, Claire, we almost beat you twice last. It was a DeAndre Swift drop pass in the end zone. Otherwise, we would have beaten you doesn't twice. Doesn't cut it though, does it? <laughs> 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 The NFC North, it's... Are, we, are not... we back to being the proud black and br- blue division? Can we hold that title pr- collectively as the NFC North? Are we back to there? Well, I'm just yeah. going to say it's maybe not the best division in football, but it's probably got the most exciting and unanswered questions going into 2021. Good point, Ooh, Richard. Going on. They've not all won the Super Bowl, have they? Like in one division. Oh, which yeah. is we knew we'd have to get a, a Cowboys pun in at some point. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a pun, it's a fact, isn't it? It's the best division in football. Hands down the worst division last year. Um, but Washington did absolute... go out in the playoffs. Yeah, but it was it was a horrible division, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It was all like neither nobody wanted to win it last year. No, you take it. No, you take it. 
No, you take it. But 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 he says it's all about winning Super Bowls. Did anybody in that division win a Super Bowl last year? No, they didn't. Anyway, someone <laughs> someone tell him. Shut anyway, up. back to back to your division. How do you mute people? Back to your quaint little division. Hey, hey, I, I we're was doing saying, your division another. We're doing Ian's division another time, so he can shut right up. I'm busy that week. <laughs> I, I was talking to my um. I've got some friends in Michigan, and, and we were talking and trying to like compare the divisions and. And my pal Eric, who's a massive Lions fan, he you know, he thinks that the reason why the NFC North are one of the best divisions is just because of the geography. Because if you look at the geography and you've got those, you know, Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit are all about as close as you can get. Yeah, I they think, are proper rivalries, aren't they? It's a good I, point. Man. I think the AF, AFC North is like similar with like three teams really close. So I always kind of compare it to him, to like the sort of the Northwest in the Premier League with like United, City, Liverpool and Everton. Problem with the comparison is, is the Detroit Lions are always kind of like Tranmere Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it works quite well. And the other problem as well is it's cold. It's cold, it's cold and it's cold in all four places. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Detroit and Minnesota are the smart ones that put roofs on. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did, did anybody read the uh, article, the interview that Adam Thielen did where he absolutely... <laughs> Bagged on the uh, Lambeau Field. Yeah, definitely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, where he basically just said it, it's just bleachers, it's just benches, it's just yeah. an absolute crap all. <laughs> I have to say, as a Bears fan, I've sat through. I think it's the third coldest game in NFL history. It was so cold, my beer froze, and um, people were taking carpet into the game to not make sure that their feet didn't, their shoes didn't freeze to the concrete. Um, can we have a? Can we have some heating and? <laughs> a retractable roof or something people it's it is i think it's the ugliest stadium in football is that uh, is that bad Do I to... no I, I i'm i was 100 percent with adam Phelan. when you actually see it i mean when it's got fans in it the atmosphere is amazing and it looks amazing but when there's no fans in it and you just see it as a stadium it looks derelict it's, it's something like a 20-year waiting list isn't it for for season tickets I think when you're born, you get put on the waiting list. Yeah, yeah. There was a program on the waiting list. Yeah, forty-year waiting list. Yeah, that was on. I think they'd be able to put some seats in, though, wouldn't you? It's all there is to do. Yeah, that's why we have (laughs) never been. It's why we've never been, isn't it? Because we go there and not have anything else to do. That and eat some cheese. It's cold. Yeah, because it's cold. We go to the southern states to watch games. It's warm. Yeah, Green Bay and LA. That does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's de- it's definitely obviously it is the cold part. Obviously, Vikings old stadium roof collapsed. It was that blooming cold with weather one year. Yeah, um, I remember that. Right, so obviously highs and lows. So one more little high and low for the season going forward. Which team do you want to beat the most in division? I know you're all going to say the same answer here. <laughs> but are we all, well, you all not all four are going to say the same, are they? Yeah, that's true. Someone's going to give yeah, a different answer. Yeah, Three of them are going to say the same. Well, he's stupid enough to say the same, aren't I? Yeah, he is. That's true. They might. Yeah, they might do. Yeah. So you all want to beat the Bears, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, for me, it, it all depends on the the Rogers situation. If Rogers plays, then you, you've got to say that you want to beat the Packers. Um, I, I mean, I always say this. I was, I've talked to Richard about this a lot of time. There's a lot of people in the UK that are Packers fans just because of Rodgers and they know Rodgers and they don't really know anybody else who's a player on the Green Bay Packers, but they know Rodgers 
and that grates on me a little bit because they're effectively just supporting one player. Um, so I kind of want to win just because of that sometimes. But if Rodgers doesn't play, then I think it'd be too easy to just say, let's beat beat them. So I'd have to say the Bears after that. Steve, who would give you the most satisfaction if you got wins at both games, home and away? I mean, I could come up with arguments for you know all the teams, but it's the Bears. <laughs> Claire? I'm feeling the giveaway that we've got planned isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to split up maybe a win, a win, a win in Green Bay, and then a home win against Detroit. When when Rogers has got his, his like salty face on, there's just no one you want to beat more than you know a kind of salty, sulking, miserable Rogers. I mean, you know, he, he's just got a face that you just want to slap. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I think it was a good point at this point. We can now end, end tonight, and it's a pleasure to have everyone on board for tonight. Can I just say, can I, can I just apologise for something before we end? Because I'm obviously, um, it's 11.30 at night here. I'm in Lithuania, and I've been trying to do this from a library in the hotel. <laughs> and bear in mind, it's, bear in mind, we started this about, well, my time, we started this about half ten. I was in there last night checking all, all the places out I could do it. And I've gone in this library last night, brilliant, nobody's in it. Everyone wants to come in tonight into the library, so I'm in and out of the library all the time, trying to do me do me chat and stuff. So I apologise for that if I've been a bit all over the place. Have you been shushed yet in the library? Nothing. I'm not scared of me, to be honest, because I'm a bit loud. <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. Have you shouted bogies? Have you shouted bogies while you've been in the library? Oh God! <laughs> oh, no, they've come out. I can go back in again. <laughs> just, just go in and like show me ponytail and say, look. You know I am. <laughs> Looks like an tail. escaped convict, doesn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> He's a Lithuanian gangster what, at the minute, isn't he? What ponytail? He's talking, in, talking to the in. guy who got refu- refused entry into Belarus yesterday. <laughs> to go a long way. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> hey, you've got to see that. I don't know if you can see this place from uh, from. This is this is a library in a hotel. Ooh. I don't. Can you see that? That is nice. <laughs> is that the roof? Is that a roof or is it a window? That's there, that's a roof. Is that a painting on yeah, ceiling? Yeah, it's paint. No, that's yeah. Um, yeah, yes, painting, it's just painting. It looks like it's... Um, but then you've got this look, he's this little bloke in the middle. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't disturb him. Yeah. What, what hotel are you staying that's in? That's Stuart's you brother. That, you don't get that in a Premier Inn. <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking at? It's, it's, it's the Lithuanian version of the ETAP. <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to be the moon or something up here. Anyway, that's where all Green Bay fans will be going when Roger leaves. They'll be off to the moon to escape the um, torches given to else. They're going to be very quiet, just like the Patriots fans when Tom left. I, I'm looking forward. I, well, I wonder, I wonder if we'll have the same instance where a lot of Patriots fans became Buccaneers fans. I wonder if we'll have yeah. a new swing. Yeah. Yeah. Happen, where yeah. would they all that go? Would, that would be interesting. Be welcome in Vikings country. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, well they'll, they'll, just like, follow, they'll just follow. Like Brady, they'll follow Rogers. Yeah, yeah. They'll so just become. They'll just become Jeopardy fans, won't they? <laughs> yeah. where, where do we think? Where do we think possible landing spots for for Rogers? Then what? What's the book is saying? I've heard Denver Broncos and Raiders. Yeah, Broncos is the one that people talk about. Isn't yeah, it? Bron- Broncos. I think the Raiders. I think he'll go to the Raiders. I, I think he's more likely to quit. I think he's more likely to retire. Mm. 
there's 44 million reasons not to. But have you sure. seen how much he's earned? Yeah, how much he's, he's earned. How much he's earned, and he's still going to have a, a media career, isn't he? He's going to he's be on earned, today. He's earned quarter I, of a billion I can see him walking away. How, how many weeks before, him. how many weeks at the Raiders before he fell out with Gruden? No, one. No. I think that's the reason why he won't go. I think that's one reason why he won't go. Sorry, has anyone seen this Rod- Rogers on Jeopardy? Did anyone see any of the footage? Yeah, I've just yeah, seen yeah, clips. Yeah. That's all. It was bad. From what I've seen, he's got no media career out of No, him. no, he, he was, was ter- The bit I saw, I didn't know if it was just a one-off, but he looked terrible. Yeah, mm. he, he wasn't great. It was no Romo, was he? No, it was a poor man's Tony Romo, wasn't it? <laughs> But yeah. like Jason, like... Jason Witten when he did it and he couldn't do it either. Yeah. Don't worry, there'll always charisma. There'll always be a place for him at Talk Sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll end up on BBC work, let's be honest. Meow. <laughs> well guys, thanks for your time tonight and much appreciated. And we'll try and catch back in during the season and see how far we're going with these predictions. Badly, oh. I reckon. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Cheers. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Mate. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.